the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. The 49ers have defeated the Miami Dolphins 38-16 and won their second Super Bowl. Uh, You're like 20, 30, years too late. Yes, bro, that's not... We, we got our behinds handed to us today by the Dolphins. You're going to send me back to 1985. It's not, it's not good. It's, it's not... <laughs> holding up well today. Uh, yeah, this was uh, this is not a good performance. Back to the today. future came out. It's true, it, it did. You just got knocked back to the future. My goodness, I better call my uh, therapist. I got a whole new set of issues to go through. <laughs> we can forget about maybe one for a while. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Ant's a little messed up in there, huh? <laughs> All right, so uh... are we gonna discuss the game? <laughs> <laughs> is that what you call what just happened? Like. <laughs> You know what, yes. Let's discuss the game. Let's discuss what is up with that game. So, here it is, guys. I'm going to lay it out for you. Brian Allen can't cover. Horse. (laughs) You know, I'm sure Brian Allen's got a family. I'm sure they love him very much. But I don't think he's allowed back in his house tonight after that game. Um, I would have left him at the field. I would have cut him at halftime. Yeah. That was the single worst performance by a defensive back I've ever seen in my life. I don't <laughs> want to hear your rules his first day excuses. He was playing deep cover three one-on-one. Yeah. That's yeah. something you're taught in middle school. Yeah. Okay. It's bad. So, and people keep, oh, and he had to face Devontae Parker. I didn't realize Devontae Parker was Randy Moss. Because <laughs> that's what he made him look like. I also didn't realize that Devontae Parker ran like a 4-2-40 and... Just the fastest dude that's ever played wide receiver in the history of wide receivers. Yeah, they're. Um, wow. I mean, it was ridiculous. There was a point where Fitzpatrick didn't even look anywhere else on the field. His last four passes, when Allen was still on the field, he stared down Allen. You know what's really to blame for this? It's the COVID. He huh? was staying six feet apart. Oh, Everyone keeps telling him to stay six feet apart, and then we're mad when he can't cover him. <laughs> dude, it started with the first. I saw a couple people try to give him credit for, for the inside slant. The inside slant with Devontae Parker, I think it was Preston Williams, right? The inside slant, the very first pass play of the game. Mm-hmm. And he breaks inside, and there's about six feet of space off a slant route on press coverage. And he just gets beat hard. People are like, oh, he was right there. It was good coverage the first play. It was not good coverage. Creatures of habit. He breaks, he breaks inside and gets three steps into his slant before he takes his first step to go cover him. It was atrocious. He was bad all day. Fitz magic was Fitz magic today because we had a literal dumpster fire trash can out. What did I say on Friday's episode? The poor man's Carson Palmer. <laughs> he, he will throw it up. I think we got to look on the bright side. Akilah Witherspoon did, did better with one leg. <laughs> It's true. It's true. It was shocking. When I saw Brian Allen out there, I was confused at first. And then the only thing I kept telling myself is is that maybe, you know, they're just trying to build Witherspoon's confidence. I mean, look, you can't be as bad as that guy. I did like the safeties playing biblical defense. 
biblical because they parted the Red Sea and let him go right down the field and score. That was pretty nice. <laughs> what um, were they? Was was that a cover two? Were they running cover two in that situation? Yeah, but Jaquiski Tart was uh, peekaboo. And yeah, big way. time. That looked like cover done. Um, <laughs> it looked like cover zero. Yeah. <laughs> no, not cover zero because that's a real thing. I know it's a real um, thing, but cover none. <laughs> By the way, uh, when we get over to the offensive side of the ball, just a gritty, awesome performance by the offensive line today. Just oh. dominant. Did the quarterback quarterbacks even get hit today? No, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think. He, I don't think they did. I don't know. They had pretty good communication going. Oh man, uh, my favorite was still. Uh, you know, they brought six up to the line. They're showing the six-man blitz package. The outside linebacker drops off as Trent Williams slide protect steps out to slide protect to pick up the outside linebacker, and as he looks back inside, he sees a white shirt jerseyed man running right through the gap created by him and Lincoln Tomlinson parting the Red Sea on the offensive line front. And then there's a nice moment where Trent Williams points at Lincoln Tomlinson as if, almost as if to ask, what are you three doing over there? As three guys decide to block two guys right in the A-gaps and they, were, they looked like they were just having a powwow in all honesty. I wasn't quite sure what happened. I just knew that if this was a run play, it still would have been bad because nobody blocked the guy that would have been in the gap that they had created for the guy, uh, and all sorts of, all sorts of nonsensical stuff to that. I did, however, think that it was nice having Raheem Mostert back on a uh, actual positive. Yeah, he played well. He looked good. He was making great cuts, great reads, and he was running hard. I mean, that, he was that, very that, physical. Uh, I thought overall it, he did make a difference. I think if they wouldn't have gave up the three touchdowns uh, that Allen couldn't stop that maybe they would have been able to stick into the run game, but you can't really run the ball when you're playing from that far behind. So it kind of changed the whole game plan because actually it started like making the play action work a little bit. Mm -hmm. But yeah. And, I mean, you come out. By the way, if, if you want a fun fact. I do. Leading into the game today, 49ers lead the league with 21 runs stopped for negative yardage. Wow. That's coming into today. And then they had that sweet fourth and one handoff to McKinnon where they just blew that hole open. Oh, wait. No, they didn't. Actually, they McKinnon had... misread the hole. He did. Yeah, yeah I'll have to There, there was an outside. Yeah. Kittle kicked that D end or the outside linebacker, it, whoever it, it was, was. And there was the a nice gap. Linebacker. Yeah. yeah. There was hey, a nice gap right there. I just want you all to know who watched that game today that don't understand the rosters that Miami was missing their best pass rusher today. Yeah, Shaq Lawson wasn't playing and they were still getting in there. Easily. I, I was not aware of this. Yeah, he wasn't even on the field. I think I blocked it out. Shaq Lawson did not play. Did not play. Uh, man, I miss when he played with Kobe. He was good. He was good. <laughs> he was dominant, dude. He was huge. You know, i got to give him some credit. He just made the switch to football. Really really took down the poundage, man. That's impressive. It really is. Outside just... of most, or was there anyone else you guys thought played well? Uh, I thought Fred Warner and uh, Quan Alexander. They they kind of they played well. They were they you know, definitely played plays. hard. Oh, the whole game, even till the very end, they were playing hard the entire time. I mean, a couple missed tackles here and there, but I mean, really, they they were they were doing what they're supposed to do. Um, yeah, the entire defensive backfield played poorly. The there was just no pass rush from the defensive no, line. No, I mean, once again, it's it's Hyder and then. There's nothing else there. They got nothing from the interior defensive line. And De Deion Jordan looks like he's playing patty cake now. He he's not even attempting to get around people. It's just straight bull rush right through guys well, he, every he, time he's out I there. I think that's I think that's the whole point. I think that's oh, what they're trying to do. Yikes! 
Yeah, big yikes. We <laughs> definitely missing. It was very evident today. They're yeah. missing help. You know that speed off the edge. Yeah. Um, well, every because every time every time the blitz anytime we try and blitz now to create pressure, it's a big play. Yeah. And just and just who do you said it couldn't happen? Fitzmagic has like a twenty yard run on him. Oh. Yeah, the first thing I thought was, thank this, God that's not hey, Russell. Wilson. Hey, I'm sorry. Is that beard aerodynamic or something? Because no, what made me, he seems to be faster than a few years hey, ago. No, what made you me, shall not pass. <laughs> no, what went through my head when I watched. You know, they're talking about Fitzpatrick. He's, he knows he's just the gatekeeper. He's out there. I'm like, he's laughing. He's having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like Happy Gilmore. I'll tell you what was scary is, you know, Kerry Hyder has the nice sack. But Kerry Hyder is barely able to catch Fitzpatrick. Oh. And that's when I was just like. Full extension on that layout. He had to fully extend to nick, nick his heel. Yeah. Yeah. We, we definitely need some help on the defensive line. Um, a little bit. We need help more than just on the defensive line at this point. Well, we'll be getting our secondary back here eventually. <laughs> eventually. The entire is secondary is going to return from injury. Yeah, that's, that's true. Okay, real talk. Brian Allen, what do you think his future prospects are? <laughs> Not playing football anymore. Huh. He's never, no. Dude, that perform he doesn't even deserve to be in a practice squad. I think he's got a commercial future. <laughs> right right now, he could be doing COVID-19 commercials. Even when I play football, I keep six feet of distance between us. Did I hate to say it because I like him. What are our thoughts on Jimmy Garoppolo's performance today? It's really, for me, it's hard. It's hard to accurately... It's hard to accurately assess because, number one, it's obvious that he's not healthy. That, that's the first takeaway that I get from his performance. Number two, he is playing with a high ankle sprain. Uh, high ankle sprains are not, uh, that's not a joke. They, they, of the types, uh, of the ankle sprains, and as someone who has had plenty of ankle sprains, I can tell you, high ankle sprain is the worst one you can have. It absolutely is. It's the one that's the most mo demobilizing. It makes it hard to move and plant because it, it doesn't just affect your lower portion of your leg. It runs up into your calf. It runs through your Achilles. It's, it's hard to move and plant if it's serious. Um, it doesn't look like he's comfortable on it. Right. So uh, when your O-line is playing as bad as our O-line is right now, and you're trying to play through that, it's going to be hard to, like you said, get your feet under you. We right. were talking about this before. Get your feet under you, set, and be comfortable sitting there and making throws. And he never looked comfortable. So today. do we think it was a mistake to play him today? Well, here, I want to give a take on okay. this because I think that a lot of people are going to be really down on Jimmy Garoppolo. And I would like to say that, Jimmy came back early from injury. It's real obvious. He he couldn't he couldn't make a good throw. Um, the ball was fluttering. So it shows how much he cares about the team. And he was putting himself out there early uh, before he really should have. But that you know bad quarterback play in front of him caused him to come back early. And I think that that Jimmy should be commended for trying, for being tough, for coming out there and battling. And you know what that means for the future. I mean, they probably have to sit him now. Unfortunately, I think until he's healthy. Yeah. But I really, I, I'm, I have the belief that we should commend him for what he did, yeah. for coming out there and giving it a try, doing the best he could. The two interceptions, he's trying to make something happen. They're already getting worked. Yeah. He's coming out there trying to make plays. They're at the end of the half. Well, he, and he's, yeah, he's looking at it and realizing too that if we don't put a, if we don't put a drive together here, uh, you know, the the likelihood that you're going to come out in the second half and have it all dialed in and figure out is unlikely. He's looking at it as in terms of we got to put some sort of points up on the board here before we go into half. And unfortunately, it led to more points for the Dolphins. Yeah. Let's be honest. Those weren't the reasons. They held them to two field goals. Those weren't the reason they lost the game. No, they lost the game because Brian Allen doesn't know what the 
coverage is supposed to be or you know what sticking close to your man is like you said it, he, he was taking social distancing literally these kids these days in their literalness i do appreciate the officials giving us some calls they did Dude, they really uh, did that first cj bethard came in yeah, yeah. That, that bethard drive that was not uh that was not roughing the passer at all I mean, he got who, hit square who in the chest thought that in the 49ers versus dolphins this year the 49ers would be the team getting the pity calls Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I was not. No, not who would have thought Bethard would have came in and lost the beard battle? He did, but man, those locks. <laughs> you know, his last name really goes with the way their line played too. Beat hard, because he got beat hard. So that there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, at least we're still friends, right? Right. We have derailed. <laughs> I mean, this this was a this was an implosion of epic proportions today. This was a complete and total implosion of this team. I think that the 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 funny thing for me is is I think the three of us are pretty much all on the same page. Like it's it's bad. The injuries are really derailing this season and the potentiality of what this season could be or could have been. It's not completely over or done yet, but it's not looking good at all in any way, shape, or form. But I don't think any of us are like in panic mode. It's just kind of is what it is. There's not a whole lot else you can do given the situation and the circumstance with the injuries and just how things have played out. Well, this, the stretch that we're coming up to right now is always going to decide the season. It's just now it's going to decide it more than ever because yeah. you really have to win. Um, but I think this is always a stretch that you thought. Now, can they get healthy and and beat the Rams? I think the Rams have showed that you know they can be defeated, but not by this style of 49ers team. The 49ers have to get it together, but I don't think it's out of the question that a team can rebound and play at a high level. So I do think the 49ers can play better in the future. I just don't know if they can get it together in time. These injuries, I mean, they look out of sync. They just don't look real good. So hopefully they can start figuring this thing out because I would really like to see them get a couple Ws. Um, because I don't really want to start talking about the draft already. Yeah. Um, you know. Booyah. Screw you, Stu. <laughs> and now we're going to discuss some, uh, well, I guess they're key mismatches from this game against the Dolphins. Horst, what did you have this week for both the offense and the defense for your key matchups? And then we're going to talk about yours. So for the defense, my key matchup was the corners against the Dolphins receivers and I mentioned that Ryan Fitzpatrick will just throw the ball out there to let his receivers make plays. I referred to him as a poor man's Carson Palmer. I said that he's not scared. He's going to take shots and man Brian Allen can tell you I was right. <laughs> Unfortunately this did not go the way I wanted it to but it was a key matchup in the game and the Niners took a big old fat L. How is that an L? It's got to be a push. <laughs> Jason Verrett played fantastic. He did. Jason Verrett did play fantastic. But even he couldn't get. It. I mean, how do you make? How and do you then, make up? How do you make up for just just the three or four passes that Brian Allen gave up, and then the one that Jamar Taylor gave up? I, Jamar Taylor didn't really play all that better than that one throw, but he that misplay on that that deep ball to I think it Kiseki. was Kiseki, that misplay was like the nail in the coffin for the game. 
in the in second like the quarter. quarter. <laughs> in the first or second quarter, it was just like it, it was a it was a literal snowball avalanche of dis- of terrible disasterness. It, right there, oh avalanche really with climate change going on. Oh my, my, no, I'm, so then, I'm so sensitive. My offensive key matchup was the 49ers on the line <laughs> against the Dolphins front. Now, big dub. Once again, <laughs> it did pretty much help decide the game, but not in the way I was hoping for. They were eaten up front. They did not block well in the run or the pass. Um, Mostert had some nice runs. There were some. I would say the run blocking was better than it's been, but I don't know if that's a that's a pretty backhanded compliment. Um, the pass blocking was awful again for both Jimmy and Bethard taking hits um man that's gonna be one heck of a nice bath after the game so both of my matchups just so everyone that watches this knows decided the game i just want you to know if you take those two l's <laughs> nice little 45 w. degree angle it's a big dub it's just made up and comprised it was of just two. a w for the dolphins exactly um, it, was, it did make up a w i mean i've i've never seen as dominant defensive performance of the niners giving up 43 points to a one and now two and three Dolphins team. Hey, we're L we, for love. L for love, boys. Oh, L for love. Yeah, it, was, it was about as bad as bad could be. What was your? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't throw it. I can't even remember what mine are now. I don't know, but that pa- that pin went about as good as CJ Beathard's first pass. Hold on, hold on. First of all. I purposely threw it low because I didn't want to hit any of his computers. Oh, I thought it was because you didn't want the defender to smack him. (laughs) This is derailed. Oh, so my uh, my defensive key matchup were those those untalented and impressive DNs of ours against Matt Breida, and boy did they ever do a wonderful job of Matt Breida giving up 80 total yards and a couple big plays to Breida, and. uh, Kerry Hyder barely tracking down Fitzpatrick by the skin of his chinny chin chin. It was, yeah. it was really bad. I will I, say that Breida kind of took advantage of Dion Jordan a lot compared to um, you know Hyder and and uh, Armstead, but we didn't hear anything from Armstead today. No, Armstead did nothing, especially um, after a week of uh, arguing with reporters and stuff. You think he'd be fired up? He just came out and. Well, I, I, I want to look at the film more. I want to see how they how they blocked him and everything like that. I kind of want to see. Well, there's yeah. the key. They definitely blocked him. Oh, they definitely did. It's just a matter of how. And, and if they're double teaming him a right. lot, then his job is just going to be to eat up those blocks and not get pushed back and, you know, hope that your other guys are in space coming up, filling and making the plays that you're taking two blockers. But, yeah, the, the DNs did not play well. Other than uh, Hyder had some moments, but that Hyder's had some moments every week. That's what it's been for him. He, yeah. Every week he has some moments, some really great plays. He has some plays where it's like kind of like, eh, all right, whatever. Um, but it's just it's not the same as last year. And this team is built on speed rushing, you know, speed off the ends, and it's just not it's not there. It's not there right now. Yeah, it's harder in a wide nine without guys that can oh. execute it at a high level. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely, definitely been hurting. You know what grinds my gears? Why is there no running clock in the NFL? (laughs) You wanted to put in mercy room? Yeah, I did. (laughs) So my other key matchup that I had for the offense was Kyle Shanahan versus limited offensive weapons and firepower. Um, There was the expectation that we might not have Jimmy 
Well, it ended up being we didn't really have Jimmy. He had Raheem Mostert. Um, Debo Samuel didn't really look like Debo Samuel. They didn't feel like it anyway. Um, Kendrick Bourne decided to drop everything that came his way also. I he mean, had a pretty it, sweet touchdown. It, he had a pretty sweet touchdown, but that was about the only play that he made all day today. And you knew he so knew yeah. he played bad when he scored the touchdown and, and got up and didn't dance. Didn't dance, didn't celebrate. I was actually kind of happy about that. I was like, thank God, just just score your touchdown right now, get to the side, like, this is not the time to be celebrating or happy. We are not playing well enough right now for you to be happy about anything else other than the fact that we, we aren't going to... The, other than the 49ers finally had a wide receiver score touchdown, boys. We did it. Five weeks into the season. We've done, we've done, diddly did it. Uh, it's getting better. It is. Uh, you know what I call that? Progress. Progress. It was. It was progress. Rome wasn't built in a day. I didn't realize that we had to rebuild Rome after making it to the Super Bowl, but apparently we do. Hey, when you go to battle, things fall apart. You have to rebuild them. It's true. Yeah. This is true. Apparently the, the Chiefs did more structural damage than we realized. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, my defensive key matchup was Robert Sala's blitz package against Ryan Fitzpatrick. I almost said Fitzgerald again. I'm still kind of out of it. But um, I would say Sala dialed up good blitzes, and Brian Allen was a major thorn in the side of whether those blitzes could work oh. um, because we did see linebackers get to Fitzpatrick, get hits on Fitzpatrick. In fact, they were the only ones hitting Fitzpatrick except for um, Kerry Hyder. And Kinlaw once. Okay. Kinlaw one time. That's dope. Good job, Kinlaw. Um, I'll give him props for that. Um, but yeah, I thought that he did a good job of bringing, you know, the blitzes with Jamar Taylor and the linebackers. Um, didn't hear much from Greenlaw today, which is kind of kind of scary. Maybe he's not 100%. Maybe he's out there battling too. But I thought Fitzpatrick took advantage of just being able to throw it up and having a receiver make a play because of the six feet distance between him and the corner. Um, thanks a lot, COVID. Um I think that that you know in in the future we got to get more pass rush from the D line. But overall, I thought that was an L, but only because of the corners and the secondary, not because of Robert Sala. And my offensive key matchup was the 49ers run game against that Bear defensive front. The 49ers did change it up some. They ran some um, some different plays where they got tight ends going in motion. And they kicked out the defensive end, ran inside with more strong eye and eye back formations, more ISO looks. So I thought that was good. We even seen a little fullback uh, dive up the middle for a nice touchdown for Juice. So I thought they did change it up in the run game, which ended up helping the, the outside zone read. But it was definitely evident that Raheem Mostert is running back one because as soon as he came back, he caused big time problems. Um, if they wouldn't have got down early, I think he could have made made a big time difference in this game. I think the game would have been a lot closer if we would have had a better corner out there on the edge. Um, but when it comes down to it, when you get to that level, when you're on like your third or fourth practice squad guy. That's, that's CB27 right there. Yeah. <laughs> 27th option at cornerback. I mean, that really? Yeah. That's kind of rough. They have 27 cornerback? 20, 27 cornerbacks. Maybe that's why they're aligned so bad. They should get more alignment. <laughs> It's a good chance. I don't know. Maybe they should have open tryouts. <laughs> At this point, Vince Papali, save us. He ain't walking through that door. <laughs> Today, things didn't go our way. There was a lot of mismatches out there. But it's okay. We're going to be okay. We're going to survive. We're going to move on. Horace, <laughs> what do you think? I think you just made an Independence Day reference. <laughs> I was going to do an Independence Day. <laughs> Today, we celebrate... 
our independence from Brian Allen. I'm That's telling true. you right That's now. That's true. I'm <laughs> telling you right now, when we went in to fight the aliens on July 4th, we were less outgunned than the 49ers were today. It's, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how this turned into what a are, review what, of that movie. I don't know either, but, but to be honest with you, what are the... What are the actual chances that when they walked into that locker room at halftime, Kyle Shanahan walked up to Brian Allen's locker, looked at him, and said, you know what, son, enjoy this while you can, because this will be your last day in the NFL? No? I don't think so. Not cool, no. bro. Yeah, that's my, not nice. My bad. That's he was like. probably trying his best. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who cares that he left faster than Vontae Davis did at halftime? For those of you who don't know, Vontae Davis retired at halftime in the middle of an NFL game. You didn't know that? I almost retired today at halftime. <laughs> Welcome, man. We almost retired the podcast. <laughs> it's enough tomfoolery out of you two. If you uh, still, like, I mean, we try real hard. It's not our fault they didn't play good. If you still want to be a fan of our podcast just because you like us, just scroll down, like, comment, subscribe, hit the notification button. Remember, you're not subscribing to the 49ers level of play. You're subscribing to us. And right now we're hurt. And it would really help if you subscribe to us. I, I also want to point out too that our level of production and quality on the podcast is, is up. It's going up. While the Niners are going down. Just just forgive us for, for predicting the Niners to win. Yeah, it's just, you, know, you, you forget about those things. You focus on the other stuff. It'll be fine. I'll tell you this much. You can always count us on us to have better coverage than Brian Allen. That is for sure. That is for sure. And now it's time for our soft player of the week. Ant, what are we feeling on this? Dante Pettis. He didn't play. Yeah, but everyone always wants to get rid of him. It was obviously his fault. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's it. It's gonna be a hard note. What? I thought every loss was considered Dante Pettis' fault. I mean, to some people, that that may be true, but in all honesty, it's just not accurate. The real culprit, the real soft player of the week, is Grant Cohn and all his terrible takes on the 49ers. He's he's just really bad at what he does, guys. He's awful at it. My soft player of the week. You know, we've ragged on Brian Allen enough. We've been all over him all day. I'm sure on Twitter he's, like, getting threats and stuff. But guess what? Brian Allen, <laughs> you are my soft player of the week because you sucked. He's all of our soft <laughs> player of the week. He's really bad. Like, like if they – I know they give players, like, PFF ratings. If they've ever given a negative one, he's coming this week. <laughs> I asked you, both of you, before the, before the podcast today, if you had seen a worse performance by a cornerback. And both of you had said no. Oh, I said it's yes. Not true. Technically, you did say. Would you like to elaborate on that? Yeah, I did see a freshman corner in a high school game play way worse than this. It's true. 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 So congratulations to Mr. Brian. What's his face? Who cares? For being this week's soft player of the week. You earned it, man. You really, really earned it. straight beast we haven't how we do have a straight beast how it's very simple when you have your leg almost detached and you have to battle and battle and battle to come back and then you come back and you play our straight beast 
Number 11, Alex Smith. That was really nice to see today. Yeah, Alex might not be on the Niners anymore, but I think he's a guy all Niners fans respected even before this whole situation. He um, handled everything that happened to him in San Francisco with class from the issues at the start of his career to getting benched for Colin Kaepernick. He always handled everything with class. He was a solid player. Seems like an even better dude. Um, big ups to him for just being able to jog back on an NFL field after that. I know his performance today wasn't great, but uh, un unbelievable, unbelievable. I mean, how good of a performance can you have when you're going to get sacked that many times? Aaron Donald had three sacks. Four. Four. Yeah. Four sacks. My I mean, apologies. Yeah. It, it I do was. not want to slight anyone. I'm Tom Brady. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's nothing but respect for that guy. Nothing but respect. Alex Smith. You, you guys know I'm. A, I, I love Alex Smith. I've we've been a fan since the first day we drafted him. Um, I'm a big Urban Meyer guy. So when he was when Urban Meyer was at Utah. I was a big fan of Smith. Um, it was really hard for me when Cap took over for Smith. Um, it was really hard when they we traded Smith away, the progress. Um, when the injury happened last year, I almost couldn't believe it. I was convinced then that was the end of his career. Uh, the fact that he came back, the fact that he got back on NFL field, I didn't think he would take a snap this year. And I thought if he did take a snap, it would just be kind of like a ceremonial gesture type thing at the end of the season. The fact that he stepped in in week five, um, did everything that he possibly could and took some shots. That first sack, you you had texted me at and, and the both of us and basically said, kind of cringe a little bit. Yeah. You're sitting there going, please, God, just don't let anything happen. And he made it through today. Kudos. I don't know what the situation holds for the Washington football team and for him at quarterback, but the fact that he was able to get back out there, man. And the one last thing about him is his leg was disgusting. If you haven't ever seen those pictures and you're listening to this, Seriously, look up pictures of his life. I think the cool thing too is watching his kids react. Yeah, and his wife. Game. I was his, so worried. His wife is worried, but the kids, you can see the excitement and the fact that they're like, Dad's doing this. Look, like, he, this he is crazy. It. Yeah, he yeah. did. If, if anyone's sitting out there, like, he is the, the perfect example of just getting out and going, just doing something, actually getting it done. You can accomplish anything you want to do. You just got to put your mind to it and you got to be willing to make the sacrifices. And the sacrifices for Alex Smith were huge. Yeah. If he takes another shot or something, another bad roll-up happens, there's a good chance he loses that leg. Just based on the condition it's in, the lack of muscle, the, the everything they had to do to save, just to save his leg, let alone be able to put him in a position where he could walk again. Anything on a football field that that could possibly go wrong for him is like on the table. It's, it's life or limb threatening for him. Right. He's sacrificing a lot just to be out there. Um, so yeah, you, there's no way you can watch that. Watch what he did. Watch what he went through. Watch what he's coming back from, and not have anything—not only just respect for it, but man, if that doesn't motivate you to get out there and and do whatever it is that you want to do with your life, you can accomplish anything you want. You just got to put your mind. To and it. sorry to anyone else who's trying to be comeback player of the year. He sealed it by seven foot on the field to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, big prayers to uh, Dak Prescott for yeah. that injury. Absolutely, man. That's awful. Yeah. Hate to see it happen. So we've made a lot of jokes today. We've had a little bit of fun at some players' expense. Um, but in all seriousness, now we're going to look at what's next for the 49ers this season. They're definitely at a make or break point. Um, they've got the toughest part of their schedule coming up. And if the, you play like that against the Dolphins, you darn sure aren't beating any of the teams that are coming up on their schedule. They have the Rams upcoming this week. 
with the way their offensive line is played. The Rams obviously feature Aaron Donald, who is a problem even if your offensive line is great. So if the 49ers do not get this ship right quick, unfortunately, like you said, we'll be talking about draft status real way earlier in the season than we ever thought. I think let's look at it from the bright side. The 49ers have yet to lose on the road. So we got that going for us. True. Um, but I think that this is a big game, and it could it could flip the season. If they mm-hmm. win and you're 3-3, three and three, all of a sudden things are looking up. You're at least you know, battling uh, for a playoff spot, but you got to win these games coming up. I think that you know them getting healthy is going to be so important, especially in the secondary. If they get healthy, they can right the ship. Um, I, I still hope they'll sign a defensive lineman, but if they don't, they're going to have to get more and more creative with these blitz packages, which is going to put more stress on the secondary, which you kind of saw today with Jimmy Ward and Jaquiski Tart um, in a, the cover two look. So they're definitely going to have to make some adjustments. But if they can if they can get it together, they're still a, a talented team and they can still cause some problems and, and still get into the playoffs. There's the extra playoff spot. So I'm going to stay on the bright side and look forward to what they could do. Yeah, they, they still have an opportunity to play well, play at a high level, turn this around. It's not over yet, but it, it's bleak. It's not looking great. At the end of the day, this team has a lot of issues and holes that need to be addressed. I keep hearing a lot of people talking about and complaining about the quarterback play, but in reality, the, the reality of the situation is, is there are a whole heck of a lot bigger problems that this team is facing. Um, the defensive identity is built around the speed off the edge and being able to put pressure on the quarterback with just four guys so you can drop the rest in coverage, move guys around, do complex schemes. They can disguise coverages and make things harder for the offense to figure out what you're doing. We can't get pressure with six guys right now at times. Right. Uh, so it's it's really hard when your defensive identity is built around getting there with four and you can't get there with six efficiently and effectively. Um, so there are bigger problems. I, I actually got a question for you guys, which would be, uh, do you think a trade is looming? Them trying to add some speed oh, off of the edge. I, I'm not sure what, we had talked about potentially someone from Atlanta, one of the edge rushers from Atlanta. Um, we had talked about maybe, uh, uh, I had brought up maybe a Carlos Dunlap from Cincinnati. I know he was dealing with a little bit of an injury, but I don't think his price tag would be too big. Do you think there's a trade out there that's reasonable that this team could pull off and bring in some help on the edge? No. I don't think they're going to trade, not with the 2-3 and three record, to be honest with you. No. I don't think they'll make a move. If they do, it'll be some sort of a free agent move because... It's not a guaranteed contract. You know, you can kind of bring someone in, see if they got something, and then move on. But giving up draft capital at this point in the season with this record, nah. Yeah, it's not like when they traded for Emmanuel Sanders when they were 8-0 last year. Right. At 8-0, you're all in to win the Super Bowl. At 2-3, and three, you're definitely that's – a, that's a Bill O'Brien move to make that trade. At what do you mean? He's yeah. a he's – a, he's a G- Oh, he doesn't have a job anymore. That's right. Never mind. I definitely think that it's a it's a more of a player away type of move. You know, I think if we would have if the 49ers would have been doing better, then probably you would have talked about this getting closer to the trade deadline. But I, I just don't see it. Don't disagree with you there. Don't disagree. But I, I, yeah, it, it just you wonder you wonder what what else could possibly be next. Like what else is waiting for us around the corner? Because it looks like this this Super Bowl hangover curse thing is hitting us hard it's not that i just well, I, did they put the injuries, whole team on the madden cover i don't know so <laughs> no, it feels like it really it does. does feel like the whole team's got the madden curse right now 
there is poor play mixed in, but injuries have just ravaged yeah. them. Ravaged. Well, and that's you gotta you gotta think too. That's gotta take a toll on morale, also, I'm and that can, that's gonna contribute to play on the field. If you feel if you're feeling like what what else could possibly happen to us, it has it, gotta be hard to psych yourself up to play. Try and play through that. I, I can only imagine. Never played it down of NFL football, shockingly, mm-hmm. but you know it can't be easy. I'm starting to feel like that loss of Joe Staley. Hitting them real hard in the locker room. Yeah. Maybe not on the field, but in the locker room. Could be. A lot of of potential issues. A lot of things that we still can look forward to. A lot of things we can hopefully fix. Um, What's next for the 49ers, in all honesty, guys? Just trying to find a way to bounce back from this tough loss against a division opponent, a division rival in the Los Angeles Rams, and try to stick it to them and get ourselves back to 500. Yeah, I think that's what's next. The Rams, <clears throat> basically, have to have to win. It's it's the closest thing to a must win that you can have. You know, uh, six games into the season, but I think it's a I think and, it's definitely a must win. Well, it's, and if you want totality, honestly, they what's next is they need to go eight and three or seven and four the rest of the way, or they aren't going to make the playoffs. Huh. I mean, it's that simple. They've Left themselves very little room for error. That's not entirely accurate. I mean, if they have to, the NFC East. The NFC NFC East keeps doing what it's doing. Yeah, but their division winner is still going to make it. Correct, but their right. division their division winner might actually be seven and nine. Agreed, but that doesn't affect their play, the Niners' well, playoffs. Yeah, I think I think you're looking at the the second team from the NFC North and the second team from the NFC South. And just depending on how those teams split with each other, because you know. Well, that's what I'm saying nine and seven's probably, probably close. So that's gonna be, be close, but they four. need they need someone like the Bears to go back to being the Bears. I can't wait to see the 49ers sack Jim Everett on Sunday. Woo! Are they gonna, are they gonna stop Eric Dickerson afterwards? I don't know, but John Robinson's got some good plays. You guys are ridiculous, man. I think for me, was he coming? Jeez Louise. No. But in all seriousness, you really should like, comment, and subscribe. Let us know what you thought about the game this week. Who was the soft player of the week for you? I'd be shocked if it was anyone else other than Brian Allen, but, you know, we, we like to hear from people, so let us know. We'll, we'll try and comment as much as we can. We got our next show coming up on Friday. 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 We're going to pretend to not be sad. What's sad? We're trying Go team. <laughs> we're really good. Niners versus Rams. <laughs> bang, bang, Niner gang. Bang, bang. All right. You know what time it is. Chalk another one up.